This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Well, here we are. It's Friday, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Frank. That means it is time for a little Ask Frank Anything. So whatever you have questions about, oh, and boy, oh, boy, are there a lot of things to ask questions about, you can go ahead and give a call right now. We have uh, a kind of a cool prize to whomever comes up with the best question, which I'll explain to you in a moment. You can call us at uh, 800 800- 848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. And I've uh, got a great show for you overall. We're going to cover everything from the President Biden report to Mars. There was one thing that I don't want to see get swept under the rug. There was a new report released yesterday by the Citizens Budget Commission here in New York City that shows Mayor Eric Adams omitted... billion, yes, billion with a B, $3.6 billion worth of expenses from his preliminary budget released last month, allowing his $109.4 billion spending plan to appear balanced on paper when in reality it was in the red. Now, how do you just not include $3.6 billion. We're not talking $300,000 or even $3 million. It's clear to me this was deliberate. This was a deliberate attempt to make it look like they were submitting a balanced budget when in fact they weren't. And now they're going to have to plug this hole and all this document did was buy them a little bit of time at the beginning. You know, the most important thing that city government does, the mayor and the city council, is this, is negotiate the city budget because that's the city's statement of priorities that says how much cops get, how much sanitation officers get, what your property taxes are, so on and so forth. So for the mayor to omit $3.6 billion worth of expenses, I think it tells you he's either incompetent or completely dishonest. Either way, that's not the kind of mayor I'd want. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I am a lifelong New Yorker, and I am somebody that has studied the history of this city for many years. And I can tell you that, in my view, the greatest mayor this city has ever seen is Rudy Giuliani. There's been a lot of great mayors. Fiorella LaGuardia, Ed Koch, Mike Bloomberg, pound for pound, There's no one that has transformed this city like Rudy Giuliani. And it's been a real treat for me to get to know him pretty well as a colleague here at WABC. And I can tell you firsthand, he's actually a great guy. And I've really been so hurt and so sickened and so frustrated at what he is having to go through financially at this point in his life, in his late 70s. And 
He bared his money troubles yesterday at a Manhattan meeting with federal officials and creditors in his bankruptcy case, where he declined to hold President Trump personally responsible for $2 million in outstanding legal fees. And I think Mayor Giuliani was totally telling the truth about this. Under questioning, he explained that his financial woes started completely when his law license was suspended in 2021 following the January 6th attack on the Capitol and he described it as a major financial hit. The mayor also said that after President Biden's win, Trump enlisted him to spearhead a legal effort to investigate supposed election fraud for which he never got paid. And he attributed the debt to the Trump campaign and the Republican National Committee. Giuliani Giuliani testified. Trump agreed that the entities would pay, not that he would pay. He was asked later if he believed he had a possible claim against the former president. He said again, no. When asked why he filed for bankruptcy, Giuliani cited the $150 million or so judgment he owes to a pair of Georgia election workers. I have to tell you, there's a great many things that have frustrated me about President Trump, but nothing has frustrated me more than how he has treated Rudy Giuliani. To me, it's absolutely unforgivable that he wouldn't pay Rudy Giuliani's legal bill. Donald Trump has raised hundreds of millions of dollars in this election cycle, and if he wanted to, he could have easily paid the $2 million that he owed to Rudy Giuliani or that these entities owed to Rudy Giuliani. Additionally, every single one of Rudy's legal problems is due to his advocacy for President Trump. He is bankrupt now because he did what President Trump asked him to do. And as far as I can tell, Trump is largely hanging him out to dry. And for a guy that demands loyalty from everybody, I think it's about time President Trump demonstrate some loyalty of his own. Beam me up! To be continued. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Last night was the first and only debate in the special election for George Santos's seat where Democrat Tom Suozzi, who in the interest of full disclosure is someone I wouldn't call a friend, but certainly somebody that I've been friendly with over the years who I've supported for various offices over the years. And Mozzie Pillup, the Republican running for the George Santos seat, faced off in their only debate. For starters, I didn't watch uh, the debate. I uh, did see a little bit of it in terms of clips and things like that. I think they both came across well. I think they both played to the constituencies that they need to play to a bit. I think Swazi probably came off a little bit smoother in the clips that I saw. But a lot of times when you're running an anti-establishment campaign, that's not necessarily the best thing for you. I continue to think that it was a mistake for the Republicans to throw George Santos out. Santos was voting the way that they wanted, and now they're down one Republican seat. And I honestly think that there's a very good chance that Swazi may win this election. And are you guys 
is really better off for having thrown Santos out, and now you've got a Democrat there. So I wanted to remind you that this is the final weekend before the election. So if you live in Nassau or Queens in this portion of the 3rd Congressional District, this is the final weekend for early voting. So far, they're saying early voting turnout is very high, and they're saying that so far the early turnout seems to be benefiting the Democrats. The poll that was released yesterday, the PIX11 Emerson College poll, also seems to show a slight edge for Tom Swazi. I'm not too impressed with that polling unit, though, by the way, and I don't like to quote polls because I find that too often that drives turnout. If you have a strong belief as to who you think should win this election, go out and vote. This is your last weekend to do it. The final day of voting is on Tuesday. I really do think that if this election didn't have party labels, Swazi would win. However, people are so ticked off about crime, about migrants, about inflation, about the border. And I think they are holding that against the Democrats. And I think that may be what does Swazi in here. I don't know how I would predict this race. I think it's too close to call. I don't even like to predict races. I like to look at races and then make a decision about who to vote for based on the issues. It was interesting that the Border Patrol Union is endorsing Mozzie Pillip here, even though she's opposing the border bill that the Border Union endorsed and that Swazi is supporting. So politics, as is always the case, makes strange bedfellows. But the most important takeaway, I think, for you, if you live in the district, go out and vote. I think this is going to be a close one, a barn burner if ever there was one. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. You know, in the first hour of the show when we were doing Ask Frank Anything, I think it was Charlie in Hell's Kitchen who said something to the effect of, do you think some migrants are soon going to be committing major crimes? And I pointed out that there are already major crimes that have been committed by some of these migrants and, uh, and other illegal aliens. Well, a really disturbing story in Times Square, uh, right around the area where Curtis Sliwa got some attention for doing his thing on television the other day. A tourist was shot in the leg at a retail store in Times Square last night by a young shoplifting suspect who then opened fire at a cop on a busy midtown street. So understand, the tourist gets shot and then this miscreant shoots at a cop on a busy street. Could have been any number of other people that were hurt as well. This took place at JD Sports on West 42nd Street and Broadway around 7.15 at night. We're not talking 11.30 p.m. or midnight. After a security guard confronted a trio of male suspects, including a teen who lives at a nearby migrant shelter to stop them from stealing. That's according to cops and sources as reported in the New York Post. The female security guard yanked a bag of stolen merchandise away from one of them who was described by cops as 15 to 20 years old and wearing all white. The guard was approaching a second in the group when the suspect wearing all white pulled out a gun and fired it in her direction. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Now, this is yet another instance of a migrant or someone in a migrant shelter committing a serious crime. Can you blame any community in this city for not wanting a migrant shelter in their neighborhood. They're afraid, rightly so, that this is what's going to happen. I can tell you, I don't want one in my neighborhood. Beam me up! To be continued.